Hello and welcome to Inverticast. I am Leah from Tarantulia and I have with me as always Simon from the Mantis Garden. Hello Simon. Hello Leah. <clears throat> and our topic today is scorpions and Simon and myself we both have uh, little guests to show you. So Simon here has a Asian forest scorpion. And I actually, I have the, let me look here. Do, do, do. Oh no, you know what? That's one that I didn't, because I was like, everybody knows that one. <laughs> I actually went with the Imperator. Whoops. <laughs> but I myself have um, a little pseudo scorpion right here with me. So this is a tailless whip scorpion. Um, as you can see, that's my little bunny named Cheesecake. So we're going to talk about these guys because they are really, really cool. Um, if you can see that the tailless whip scorpion is moving these little whips all around. They're essentially their little feelers. So cool little things. Right? Aren't they awesome? So, yeah, okay, we're going to talk about it. <clears throat> and so... So firstly, what are scorpions, right? Like, they are arachnids because they have two body segments um, and they have eight legs and two front pinchers. So they are definitely arachnids um, in the arachnid family. There are 1,750 species worldwide that are described because they're still discovering uh, species of scorpion pretty much everywhere. And only 25 to about 30 of those species are actually dangerous to humans. So, yes. Um, and that, that means the, the ones that are dangerous to us or the ones that have venom that is that can be lethal are known as HOTS. So H-O-T-T. Um, or if you ever, you know, like, it's kind of like, Reptiles in the reptile world, if you have a hot reptile, it usually means that it's a venomous reptile or a venomous snake, like a rattlesnake or a viper. <clears throat> so the venom is produced in glands that are called telsins, which is located at the very end of their tail. Um, however, their tail is not technically a tail. It's actually a, a part of their digestive system. So when when they do envenomate, um, they are envenomating you through the same part in which they defecate. Poo-poo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and they are among the first animals to have ever adapted to living on land, uh, which means that they are 420 million years old. Uh, so yeah, the, I guess the first fossil that was ever found of a scorpion is 420 million years old. That's a lot. Like as compared to other inverts that we talk about, um, that is really really old. <laughs> Super good looking creatures, though. I mean that they've never prehistoric book. Right. Well, they're super adaptable too. So. Um, like they they pretty much live on every single continent except for Antarctica, uh, which definitely makes them really adaptable to all sorts of climates. Um, they live anywhere between you know the tropical jungles to grasslands to to deserts. So um, everywhere. So a lot of cultures also have myths surrounding scorpions. Um, <clears throat> Uh, again, probably because they can be found pretty much anywhere on Earth. So, of course, people um, will garner interesting myths and legends about them. Um, as time goes on, my little buddy's just chilling. Still just chilling. They're so cool. <laughs> yes. Okay. <clears throat> so, in Egyptian mythology, the goddess Isis is also linked to a scorpion because um, she actually is a symbol of a devoted mother. And the scorpion moms are also very 
devoted and protective of their young. So a little fun fact that people might not have known. <clears throat> and uh, some scorpions venom can have up to 45 different toxins. Um, so yes, we are going to also talk about the varying venom potency and we're going to go kind of into that and some of the symptoms that if you ever got stung that you could possibly expect. Um, another surprising fact about scorpions, I don't know if you know this, Simon, but they give birth to live young. So they don't actually lay egg sacs. Um, instead, they keep the eggs inside their bodies. And then when the baby scorpions are ready, um, they just give birth. <laughs> yeah, I've actually seen it. Oh, wow. I bet that was amazing. The, the, the first um, real, I've got, I thought I'll put this, the, the first time I ever bought an invert from a shop uh -huh. uh, was uh, the Emperor Scorpion. I got a couple of Emperor Scorpions back in oh, the wow. early 90s, eight, late 80s, something like that. And uh, they, they one of them was uh, pregnant. Well, what and, do you know? So it, it dropped out the uh, the babies and they sat on its back for ages, uh, which was yeah. just an amazing thing to, to see, really. Oh, absolutely. And if you've Don't seen them, uh, when they're mating as well, that's that's also amazing. It's equally as amazing. They do oh, little... I can imagine. I've never seen it. Yeah, they do a little dance and sort of hold hands, if you like, or claws. And uh, he, he drops his sperm packet on, on the floor and then drags her over it. And they do this little dance to make sure he's got her going over the, uh, over the sperm packet. Right. Which is really an unusual way, I've got to admit, to... Uh, that is. That is but that's it, incredible. I read it, about it. Still got scorpions 450 million years later. So, you know. Wow. Yeah. If it, it works for them, fine. I'm glad we don't do that, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> the cheesecake <laughs> jumped on me. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Whole different meaning to dancing. But, yeah. They, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> quite a, a fascinating one to watch when they're, when they're mating. Uh, Absolutely, uh, I can imagine. Uh, uh, truly fascinating. And that they're not as aggressive as the movies would have you believe. Right, absolutely. So we're going to get into, I'm sorry, I'm trying to get Cheesecake to not... Because that's why I carried on waffling on. <laughs> Don't run away from me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! I mean, in oh, the movies, right. yeah, I believe that like that every scorpion is deadly, and that every scorpion is just out to get you. And yeah, and that is you that really is nowhere. To, it's pretty much like tarantulas. You really have to, you know, wind them up to from to to bite you, right? Um, and and most of them, like you say, which I've already touched on, don't really do anything so terrible. I mean, you're definitely going to go, ouch. There's definitely going to be an ouch. Yes. And if you're older, possibly a few uh, choice words, I should imagine. <laughs> but... Right, right, right. There's definitely going to be a need to, like, treat the sting and, you know, get some medicine because they are, it can be a really quite painful envenomation. Like, it's it's a lot like, for the, the least potent venom, it's a lot like a bee sting or like a wasp sting. But for a few others, it's going to be a lot more severe. Um, I, oh, my I, goodness. Cheesecake. You know, the description with that, because if you've ever noticed, they always say the same thing everywhere. The, the yeah. people who have been stung by something or bitten by something and envenomated always say it's like a bee or a wasp. <laughs> I always well, well, I think... Always the same um comparison that they use is a yeah. what is I, that? I wonder if it's just because like bee and wasp stings are just so much more common than anything else and that's just something that everybody can relate to i, don't I really know. don't know why that is that's interesting if you're stung by a wasp let's be honest now if you're stung by a wasp you go ow and then you brush it off it's gone it's, it's, it's not it's not it's not a thing. Right. it's not a big deal at all 
you're stung by a wasp it's it's no big deal i i, I when we first moved in this house i i removed a uh, wasp nest from outside and my head got stung about 50 times oh when it came out because i didn't know the wasp nest was there and it fell down and whatnot and my oh. head got stung about 50 times and all it did is make me scratch my head for about five minutes and then it was done you know so yeah, I can imagine with like tarantulas and scorpions and centipedes. There'd be no point warning anybody about sure. What yeah, mention is that these actually do cause or can cause excruciating pain. It, it oh, whereas wasps, these <sighs> hurt a little bit more than wasps. I would say I've been stung by both, and I'd say bees hurt a little bit more. I agree, actually. Um, I do, and I do think that scorpions probably do hurt more, um, mainly because they have a neurotoxin in their in their venom. So most scorpions have neurotoxins, which will attack the nerves of muscles and the nervous central nervous system and stuff. So so that's going to create a little more pain than like a bee sting, which which is usually localized at like the sting center, if you will. Um, I got cheesecake back in cheesecake's proper enclosure, thankfully. <laughs> um, nice and gently, you know, but they are really wicked fast. Just so wicked, wicked fast. Um, uh, yeah, like probably about as fast as my postletheria, uh, you know, Metallica tarantulas. They're very fast. Sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Stay under the camera rather than in front of it. So sorry. About yeah. That. Right. No, you're fine. That is okay. Um, all right. I try not to. I try to keep it where the camera is, but I'm trying not to stress it at the same time. I don't want to keep poking over the brush. Right, and that's why I put cheesecake away because I don't want to stress cheesecake out as too much more than I needed to. Um, but yeah, uh, scorpions are really fascinating creatures. The largest family of scorpions are like consist of over 800 species and i believe it's the hot and no not the hot and tata but um let me see oh buthidae so the buthidae genus and family is the largest family all right so i was gonna get into like the a few scorpions that you will probably see in the hobby as pets. Like these are kind of considered beginner pets or beginner species of scorpions. Like, you know, if you're getting into the hobby um, of keeping scorpions, you're probably going to want a scorpion that isn't super hot. Um, one that, you know, if you do get stung, it's not going to be as much of an issue as others but it's also you know you're looking for a scorpion that is going to be kind of docile and just easy easily handleable they tolerate a lot of um you know husbandry mistakes stuff like that so the first scorpion that i have on this list would be the emperor scorpion which is similar to the one you have there um, but the Pandanus Imperator, so the Emperor Scorpion is probably the scorpion that everyone thinks about when they think about scorpions. Like if you think of a pet scorpion, you are going to be thinking about that big black scorpion that is just bulky and incredibly intimidating, right? Um, but the funny thing about it is that they are actually really docile and their venom is pretty mild so there'll be like localized pain and reaction um, but these guys get relatively big they get about six to eight inches uh length and like i said they're they have a large body that's shiny and black um and they're they're kind of thick they're like dark and broody looking <laughs> um what what can you tell us about the Asian forest scorpion there. I probably know more about the emperor scorpion because that's the one <laughs> I, I had those for a few years. I mean, that I tell you what the emperor scorpion does remind me of. It reminds mm. me of a lobster that's been sprayed black. That's basically what it looks like to me. That's that's always what I see when I see the uh, the thing. <laughs> I, 
I have been stung up on, and they they don't really hurt. So, that, <laughs> so I can honestly say that they don't really hurt. They don't they don't have any extra adverse effects. Like there's no. Well, that's good. You know, you're not bleeding from your eyes or vomiting or <laughs> running to the toilet. There's there's nothing like that happens with them. Uh, but okay. these guys these guys are slightly different. They, these again, you'll if you read up on them, they'll tell you a beast thing, but it's more than a bee sting and yeah. they can also it's excruciating pain that's localized uh, they can't sure. be swelling and also this little guy can make you vomit so oh i believe it yeah absolutely uh, you know it's it's a whole lot more than a bear wasp for that a whole lot more but generally <laughs> they're, they're quite docile as you see Ooh. <laughs> Yeah, they're not, you know, they're not out to sting you. They it takes a lot of energy for them to even create that venom. So they don't want to waste it on something that that it, they're not going to eat. Yeah. Essentially this it's the same with um tarantulas. Like they it takes a lot of energy for them to create their venom as well. So they're going to be slow to bite just because they don't want to waste their venom on, you know, something they're not going to munch down on. <laughs> if you will. This, so. that's not something you should not something you should pick up i mean advise anybody who's, who's doing it it's not somebody it's it's not an animal that you should be handling for, for numerous reasons not only because of what they can do to you it's because right. you can stress them out they're, they're a very right. nervous animal like life they're nocturnal any animals yeah. like like spiders so you, you shouldn't really be be handling them anyway uh so if you want a pet you can handle don't get a scorpion you know. or yeah no doubt because scorpions are they're they're very quick and they're also really tricky so if you happen to like lose control of that scorpion say um and it gets away from you you might not ever find it again because they can they can they're flat so they can slip under you know under door frames under rocks under anything in your house or whatever pretty easily without you even realizing it um so yeah like eh. I, I agree with you. I don't think that scorpions are as great of a handleable pet, but I also don't think that people who are interested in scorpions are interested in handling them. At least I would hope not. Um, but I mean, I have seen like videos, lots and lots of videos of people handling emperor scorpions. Um, and I have met emperor scorpion like ambassadors. So, you know, animal ambassadors. So these are animals that, uh, like Rosie here in, in, at the Butterfly Pavilion, um, she's a Gramostola rosea uh, that is well adapted to the handling because it's just a, kind of an exercise for them. Um, and they are there to help teach people about arachnids. And so I've seen emperor scorpions in that same role. Uh, for people that are are you know interested in learning about scorpions, so the next like good pet scorpion that I have on my list is the Tanzanian red claw, also known as well scientifically known as the Pandinus cavamanus. Um, these guys are a little more aggressive than the emperor scorpions. And they will stand their ground and be a little more willing to sting. Um, they get about four to five inches. They also are black, but they typically have those rusty red claws. So those two front pinchers are going to be a red color. Do you have any experience with those guys? I do not. I mean, I don't have much experience with scorpions full stop. I mean, okay. we had the... Like I said, the emperor scorpions years ago, mm -hmm. and I mean, <laughs> I just realised now it's nearly thirty-five years ago. Um, oh wow! <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's makes you appreciate how old you really are, doesn't it? Uh, <laughs> and yeah, so that was a long time ago, and it's when it it was the only scorpion you could you could get really here. I mean, you got to remember we're on an island where we don't have any scorpions. Sure. So, yeah. And, and inverts weren't really a. a a big pet thing it was just like uh the the the, the rosy tarantula okay and, yeah and pretty much the emperor scorpion and sticking wow. 
that was that was fairly much what was only available back in in the eighties when uh, people started noticing them. So no, sure. I've not, not had. I know what they are. I know which one you're talking about, but I've not had the experience of it. Um, sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's over, okay. Over the new year, <laughs> I've got someone who will be here spending New Year with us uh, from Norway, who absolutely loves scorpions. He's called Trond. He's also a YouTuber, so some cool. people might know him. Uh, okay. Yeah, he'll be on New Year's Eve. Give me full scorpion rundown to give you more information that I can ever find on Google or oh, awesome. anywhere else. So I, I'm looking forward to having a scorpion lessons. Uh, Heck yeah. Uh, on new year's eve so bit, i mean and i i get it i get the whole google search thing because i'm really picky about my research so when i research you know for like scorpions and stuff i'm i'm looking for scientific based articles so like let's see a lot of this that i got i got from the san diego zoo.org um and then i also got uh a couple of you know, a couple other articles from from mostly like educational. Uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, institutions? Yeah, that's the word. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so okay, so that's the next. You have to do, uh, isn't it? Google. That's what you have to do. You have to figure out where the information is coming from, and it's not a right. Wikipedia or that single yeah. person's experience with the one scorpion they've had you know, yeah that's not going to be you know you need as a reliable full, uh a, a, a full full information on it and, and, and from a, a reputable place i find mm -hmm. that if you're going to look for deep information on something google scholar is isn't that bad because it actually directs you to pa uh, papers and studies Oh, oh, see, and I didn't even know that existed. So I need to get into that because <laughs> I'm over here doing the old fashioned way, looking for .nets and .orgs or I, .edu. <laughs> Google and actually type in Google Scholar. It will okay. take you to an old, an entirely different Google, which is just uh, studies and scientific papers. There is no Wikipedia. There's no uh, general people if you like it's everybody on there has, has got a doctor before the name or a phd after it so okay it, see that's... you know that's, that's the information is 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 where yeah find some of the best information i have yeah. also found some of the worst so <laughs> you have to, <laughs> to cherry pick that as well because some of it some of it can be a bit uh you know unless you know that the doctor or whoever the professor who's, who's wrote the paper uh -huh. heard before there's a good chance that it's it's possibly just students right so you've got to be careful with that as well so yeah but google scholars absolutely better than just google definitely i will i'm definitely gonna need to check that out for sure because i you know i'm a very scientific minded kind of person as it is and i you know when it comes to like doing any kind of research, I'm looking for the best knowledge I could possibly find. Um, and I think I found some really good stuff. So um, yeah, so common, you know, common scorpion pets, um, getting back on topic. So common scorpion yeah. pets are gonna be, you know, like I said, the em Imperator. Um, and then the next one on my list is the Heteromatus matris spinifer, also known as the Malaysian black scorpion. Um, this is a tropical species, and that's actually sorry. That's actually no. that's actually the uh, Asian forest scorpion is like a, this big common name that covers, ah, so it's the that covers loads of them. So it's, it's like this one, which is the Atrometus um, longimanus, and then uh -huh. you've got the spinifer, and then you've, you've got some others as well. I'm not very good with the Latin names of scorpions, but there's, there's okay. a bunch of them that all come under the the heading of asian forest scorpion okay yeah Which well is, that makes sense it was kind of like uh kind of like the african giant snails right the land snails yeah yeah and like yeah. the giant asian mantis and the you know yeah. spiders as well but it, it's it's just a a typical common name for that anything in that region that's a, a little black scorpion that lives in the forest really 
Yeah, so. right. No, it makes total sense. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, okay, so cool. So the Malaysian fat black scorpion is is um essentially like the scorpion that you have there on the screen. Kind of. Different different species, but yeah, I think the only difference or you know, more or less the only difference is is the region where they come from. It's like Malaysia. Yeah. I think the one's from Vietnam. Um, well, well, that's a very, it's a large area. Cambodia, and that's got a different name. Yeah. Uh, but they're pretty much the same scorpion. And when you, when you buy an Asian forest scorpion, you need mm -hmm. to know the scientific name to make sure you're getting the right one. So if, you, if, you like, if you've got one yeah. at home, you think, oh, I want to breed those, I'll get another one. Don't buy it from Asian forest scorpion. You need to buy it no. from the scientific name only. Absolutely. It's the same across the board with everything. There's an invert. Oh, because, I agree. Because there's lots of them that do look very, very similar to each other. Uh, yeah. And some of them that you only know by um, dissecting and, and seeing the genitals. They're the only difference. So, yeah. And that's not something you're going to do if you want to breed them. So, yeah, no, of course, right? <laughs> yeah, you've got to make sure you're getting the, the, right, um, the right one, the right scorpion from the right area and et cetera. Otherwise, sure. you're just going to end up in a fight, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, dude, for real. I mean, you get you got to be careful with what you're buying. Um, even in tarantulas, in, in the tarantula world, like there's, you know, so many different kind of Mexican red knees or fire legs or red knee or, you know, or fire knee, you know, all these things. But um it's easy to get those species mixed up. So it's much better if you just go with the scientific name always. Okay, so my next topic of discussion is spicy scorpions. So these are going to be the scorpions that if you do get stung by them, you are probably going to need to go to the doctor because it's it can be a big deal. Um, and I think this is kind of what everybody's really afraid of. When it comes down to being fearful of a scorpion, I think that this is what it is. They, you know, they're fearful of the sting and the effects of it because it's kind of that unknown realm. Um, so let's talk about the spicy guys. <laughs> and all this information on the super spicy scorpions I got from herpetoculturenetwork.com. Um, so the first one on this list is the Hottentata Hottentata, which is the African bark scorpion. Uh, they range like anywhere pretty much in North Africa and East India and even in Nepal. And they are the most toxic of this general species or genus is the Hottentata tamulis. Um, and they are responsible for the most, most deaths from scorpion stings uh, in the whole world year, every, every year. Um, but it's still relatively rare for people to be stung by these, by like a hot and tata and stuff, because they are really shy and reclusive. So, uh, again, like it's probably accidental. Maybe the scorpion was in a shoe you know, and somebody put their shoe on or they just didn't see it, something like that. So usually it's just that accidental uh, stinging, if you will. But the Hottentata Hottentata is also called yellow bark scorpion, striped bark scorpion, and African bark. They stay small, so they're relatively about two inches. Um, and they can reproduce parthenogenically, which means they don't need a female can can basically have babies without the male's help. So um, let's talk about their venom. So it is very potent, but it's not quite life-threatening. Um, but it will cause uh, agonizingly painful sting, hot searing pain like a stove burn. It's very fast acting and it will cause swelling and it can last anywhere from six to 10 hours. So a Hottentata is definitely not a scorpion that you want to take a sting from. Um, but as I said, they are really super shy and reclusive. So the chances of that actually happening are really slim. Um, so yeah, the next spicy scorpion I've got 
is the Centroides sculpturatus, sculpturatus, um, also known as the Arizona <laughs> Arizona bark scorpion. I'm so pleased so, that you, I've got all the scientific names there in front of you and I don't have to read them because I would murder these. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sure I'm terrified. Like, I'm sure I'm just butchering them. Um, <laughs> but the Arizona bark... What? I said, that's why I'm glad you've got them and not me. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, hey, I took a few years of Latin in high school, so I'm I'm working. It's okay. I'm stretching those brain muscles now. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is a scorpion that's native to Arizona, you know, uh, the U.S., actually most of the, the southwest west, uh, region of the U.S. and parts of Mexico. Um, but, and it's also another scorpion that is really popular in the pet trade. I see Arizona bark scorpions all the time. So, these guys are pretty awesome. They pretty much uh, live under like fallen timber, um, dead cactus skeletons, and they range like from California all the way to probably parts of Colorado. I think I've seen a few in Colorado, but like south southwest. Um, these guys only get about three inches in in length, and they're super flat, so they can again get underneath things very quickly and easily. Um, and their pinchers are usually long and thin. And they are the most toxic scorpion native to North America. So let's talk about their venom and its effects. It can be painful and debilitating. There is flaming pain, paralysis of the joints and muscles, obviously, and then an uncontrollable vomiting. So the Arizona bark scorpion is one of those, Simon, that will make you vomit. Nice. <laughs> right? There's a bit of short, shortness of breath. I'm out of it. Sorry. I said, you can keep America. I'm out of it. We, we, we're okay over here. We've got nothing. <laughs> I like it that way. <laughs> you stay over there. Yeah, yeah you stay yeah. there. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. So shortness of breath is also... Uh, going to be a symptom of their venom and so this is a scorpion sting that you are going to need some medical attention for um and that and their venom uh effects can last for about 72 hours so that's a good three days like i do not want to be stung by one of these guys for sure um that however horrible three days yeah absolute Oh, yeah. No. Misery. Horrible. Just misery. Yeah. No. Like like having the flu without actually ever having the flu is is what it sounds like to me. Like super super sore muscles, super sore joints. Um you know, like vomiting and stuff. It just does ugh. <laughs> Yeah. Are we definitely we can, get them here. we can we can buy them here. Oh yeah. Um, but here we've got we've got what we call a DWA license. I don't know if you have that in America. But it's just Dangerous Wild Animals Act, and we have to no. get a license from our local council to keep anything that's particularly spicy. Uh, oh, from, okay. From people to, you know, anything that that might involve uh, medical care, really. Um, okay. You have to actually get a license to to. Say, I prove that you can you can look after it and you know what you're doing. Like, you, like a 15 year old isn't going to be able to go out in a pet shop and buy one. You know, right. you have to, you have to yeah. know what you're doing uh, and and prove that you can you can look after these things before you can get a license. And it costs you money, so it's something else. People people don't want to pay. So you know, did I leave you? Did I leave you hanging? Then sorry. <laughs> Delaying the delay. No, no, no. That was me. I I swallowed my coffee wrong. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it went down the wrong tube. Hmm. <laughs> okay, so yeah, that's interesting. We do not have that. The um we don't have that at least not in Colorado. There might be other states that do require for you to have like that kind of license. But as far as I know, it's not 
not a thing here where I live. So I'm kind of lucky for that. <laughs> okay, so the... Yeah, okay, so the, the next uh, spicy scorpion on my list is the Androctonus bicolor, which is known as the black thicktail scorpion. Um, these guys, again, are another one that I see a lot at, like, the reptile stores or exotic pet stores, you know. Um, I see these guys a lot, and so they're really cool, though. Uh, they're native to North Africa, so another African species. And the Near East, uh, the name Androctonus actually translates to man-murderer in ancient Greece. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but they have a very oversized tail. It's large and kind of fat and very distinct to this one genus. They usually only get about three inches in, in length. Um, and these guys can be quick to sting. So if you do mess with them, they are not afraid to sting you. Uh, so it, it, in relative terms for my tarantula friends, they are going to be like the Cereopagus genus. They are. They will stand their ground. They'll turn around. They. They're not afraid to sting you. Um, and that That's actually can be. Sorry. Go ahead. Sounds like an OBT. <laughs> yeah. Actually, OBTs aren't as half as spicy as my Cereopagus and Kilobrachy species. I think. OBTs are pretty awesome. I mean, they'll threat pose for for days. They'll threat pose for days and days and days, but that's pretty much all they'll do. And then they'll run away. Um, <laughs> whereas the Cereopagus will threat pose, slap, and then eventually just they'll be like, you know what? You get it. You're getting it. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I don't, don't ask me how I know that. I just, I've rehoused enough of them to get kind of a, a feel for like their behavior and their, their body language. And OBTs for me are really, really mild compared to the Cereopagus um, and Kilobrachis that I've dealt with. Those guys will straight up turn around and be like, really, you want some? Okay, I'm going to give it to you. you. know, like they'll give it to you. They will. They won't, they won't hesitate. So, uh, so this is true also for the Androctonus bicolor. Um, these guys are a stand your ground kind of tarantula. Um, they are, their venom is highly concentrated and it is a neurotoxin. So this neurotoxin that they contain actually will attack the muscles of the respiratory system, which means that the nerves, um, will become disabled and it can lead to paralysis. Uh, so <laughs> definitely not a fun time if you happen to get stung by a fat tail scorpion black fat tail scorpion um it also will cause abdominal convulsions and eventually respiratory failure so this is another scorpion that medical attention if you do get stung is going to be a must um so yeah definitely watch it with those guys they are probably one of the spiciest of the spicy uh and as i said they're not afraid to sting and then the last one on my spicy scorpion list is the Lyris quinquestriatus, also known as the Israeli death stalker. Again, another scorpion that I have seen uh, pretty often at, um, you know, reptile stores or expos and stuff like that. This is not a beginner scorpion species. Like, these guys are pretty, pretty, pretty tough, dude. Um, anyhow, they are a timid species. When they are provoked, they can unleash a barrage of stings. So not just one sting, a barrage, like a whole bunch of them in multiple directions from a long, thin tail. They have a unique defensive posture in which they stretch out their pedipalps and they will stand their tail straight up. Um, and they also are a little larger. They usually get over three inches or so in length. So here comes all the fun stuff about their venom. <clears throat> they are lethal, but 
for most most healthy adults, you can survive a sting from this uh, scorpion with a little help from from uh, medical attention. So the anti venom. Um, it's a neurotoxic venom. It disrupts portions, uh, proteins in the nerve chains that turn things off. Essentially, they attack mostly the heart and lung nervous system. So that's the I believe the parasympathetic. No, that's the sympathetic nerve system. Yeah. So they also contain cardiotoxins that attack the heart and will disable the nerve pathways that control the heart. Um, and they also attack the lungs and cause pulmonary edema. So this venom is pretty potent. If you happen to have any kind of heart conditions, you are definitely not somebody who wants to get a stung from these guys. So the Deathstalker Scorpion, I mean, that sounds pretty scary. <laughs> like, whew, so spicy. I, I delved into these a while back, but when I wrote the last book on hedgehogs. Oh, yeah. Um, the Deathstalker was one of the scorpions that the desert hedgehog likes to eat. Oh, really? Yeah, so I had to I had to delve into it a little bit on that on that side of it to see, you know, what the score was with it. And it was yeah, it was it was lunch, basically it was on the menu. So that's fascinating. Uh, and they're smart enough to actually grab them by the stinger and bite the stinger off. Wow. Before they eat them. So, you know. Are they are they uh, like immune to the venom? Are they kind of like possums in that way, where you know possums no, are immune they're to? They're not immune. They're not immune. Huh? They're just clever. Wow. It's really clever. smart. You know, clever the, the little quicker, cheeky things. <laughs> the quicker to retract than the scorpion is to attack. That's cool. So they can, you know, they can retract, pull a pull a face in, and they like leave the the spines out. Right. Uh, scorpion scorpion never gets really a chance to sting them anyway. And then they'll, they'll take the opportunity, grab hold of the stinger and bite the stinger off. And then just wow. lunch at the scorpion. Free meal. <laughs> nice. That's a, that's incredible. Um, I, I mean, it sounds a lot like, you know, cats with snakes. Yeah. Like I've seen, you've seen those videos, I'm sure, of like there's a, a stray cat somewhere that's just, you know, come across a a rattlesnake and for whatever reason the cat is just outsmarting this rattlesnake like yeah you can't catch me <laughs> well, that's so. it, yeah i mean among this yeah. isn't it it's it's like yeah mammals are just smarter than inverts as simple as that and it's just the way the way the world is absolutely yeah absolutely absolutely okay so the last kind of scorpion that i have to talk about are pseudo scorpions these guys are much like my little friend Cheesecake here. This is Cheesecake is a pseudo scorpion. I don't think we can see Cheesecake. Well, in any case, at the beginning of the stream, I had Cheesecake on my hand. Um, so yeah, Cheesecake is a tailless whip scorpion. There are all kinds of pseudo scorpions, um, which actually include ticks, mites, and what was the last one? Tick, mites, oh, and fleas. So these are all arachnids. They are also considered pseudoscorpions. A lot of these creatures are ones that people see as pests. Um, obviously, ticks, mites, and fleas are going to be something that you want to keep off of your furry friends like dogs and, dogs and cats. They can cause uh, skin irritations and infections. Um, actually, my youngest cat, Stevie is allergic to flea bites. So he um if he gets flea bites or for any reason he'll he'll like be really really itchy and scratch himself to death. So uh poor kitte. But in any case, pseudoscorpions are pretty cool. I've got like I said I have cheesecake. Cheesecake is a tailless whip scorpion um which actually just pretty much describes this creature pretty well they don't have like a tail like a scorpion does uh but they do have those two front pinchers uh that stem from their their pedipalp area um but then they also have these really long really strange and slow moving antenna like things which are their whips 
And those are essentially, they use them as feelers to feel around their environment, um, feel for other inverts that they might prey on because their eyesight is really not that great. And obviously tailless whip scorpions are not venomous, so they're not harmful to people. Um, I mean, they probably can pinch you. They could probably pinch your skin, but it's not going to be, you know, as devastating or painful as, say, like a scorpion sting, right? Um, another species of pseudoscorpion that you will see in the invert hobby um, is going to be those vinegaroons. And those guys actually got their name because they, as a defense mechanism, spray a really stinky potent chemical um and it actually smells a lot like vinegar so it's actually a deterrent for bigger larger predators so vinegar is is if you know vinegar it's kind of a bitter um not the most fun smell in the world but definitely one that will chase away a larger predator trying to snag a meal uh vinegaroons also have pinchers in the front of their bodies um I believe their pinchers are a little bit fatter, but they're not quite as long. And they do also eat other inverts. Um, but yeah, and both of these, like the tailless whip scorpion, are native to the States, and so are vinegaroons. They are native here to North America. Yeah. And Simon, you were saying that you were looking for tailless whip scorpions, but you can never find them, yeah? I can no, you can never really find. So I want, um, I, I want captive bred ones. I mean, obviously, we get wild caught ones here, uh, and I uh -huh. really agree with the wild caught thing, uh, especially when when people have bred them here. Yeah. So therefore, it is a possibility. So that you can once we start breeding them in a place, you can stop the wild caught. You know. Right. So, yeah, so I'm really looking for somebody who does captively breed them. Um, I would like a few of those, and I'd like yeah. to have a good reason myself. I mean, they're they're really weird, alien-looking creature. They really are, but they are just—they're so cool. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're they're fascinating. There's um, also um, the vinegaroon, as you said, and, and that's another one. Uh, I. Yeah. can't think of anybody in this country. I'm sure there is, but I can't oh, think sure. of anybody over here that's, uh, that's uh, captive bred those yet. Here, huh. I, off the top of my head, I'm not saying they haven't. I'm saying I don't know of anybody who has. Every time I see them for sale, they're always well caught, and they just put right. them on. Yeah, you don't, you don't know what they've got on them. You don't know if they've got parasites. You don't know, you know. You don't yeah, know exactly. You don't know if you're gonna die five minutes after you fought it. So, yeah. Well, and especially the pseudo scorpions. They honestly, they only live for about three to five years. Yeah. Um. Same with vinegaroons. So, I mean, if they they go out and they wild catch, they catch a, a already an adult vinegaroon. I mean, you don't know how old it is. It could die during shipping or in transit and things like that. So it's just kind of a bummer. I agree. Yeah, I, don't, I don't fancy that idea. I mean. I, I would like vinegarooms. I would like mm -hmm. scorpions. Um, I did yeah, have the opportunity, I mean, but I missed out, which which annoys me. Really annoys right? me. <laughs> <laughs> I put it off because I was busy. I didn't have the room, and I was I was as trying to sort this place out at the time. And I thought oh, I'll put that off. Sure, sure you'll have them. And he got rid of all <laughs> So I, I was I was out of luck there. But in the future, I'm hoping. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me to uh, <laughs> pick up a couple and attempt to breed them myself. Yeah, I, I think that'd be a great idea. Have, yeah, not a lot of people here have them. Right? I see. And, mm. uh, you see them at shows quite a bit. Oh, I bet. Yeah. There's always someone selling them in shows, which is, yeah, yeah. you know. But again, you don't know where they've come from. You don't need the wild call. And right. three to five years, not very long. So, you know. You can end up getting something that's going to die in five minutes. No, I, I don't want that. I right, think. and that's you know that's a total drag. Yeah. I agree with you. I think I would. I I really prefer captive bread. Um, uh, my tailless whip scorpion cheesecake uh is really cool. I got it as a little youngster, so I'm pretty sure that someone 
captive bred them um, here, somewhere around here. Because, uh, again, like, I, but they are a native species. So, I mean, I don't really know. I probably should have looked. But this is this is the little creature, the amblypigi. These are the creatures that I bring out when I know I have like an arachno arachnophobe in my house and they don't yeah. really see spiders. So instead, I will bring out the pseudoscorpion and tell them all about how it's pretty much blind. It can't bite you or sting you. It doesn't have any venom. Um, and then I'll feed it for them or something like that. And hopefully like that kind of helps to like alleviate those fears. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I do as far as that goes. Oh, yeah, um, a bit like the jumping spider thing. You bring out the jumping spider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, I jumping spiders, <laughs> they're, they're super cute. By a pet jumping spider. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, that's kind of the same idea. Like, these guys are so weird looking that they are cute. So, uh, people, you know, people actually really enjoy it. It's kind of entertaining for them as well. Um, so yeah, I will always have my tailless whip scorpion, and uh, you know, if you guys were following us from the very beginning, you could actually see that mine is more afraid of me than I am of of it. And <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're not they're not out to get you, definitely not. I think that's so. something that I would probably handle more. Would be a yeah. tailless scorpion. Get it used to me. Yeah, um, definitely. Because that that. that they don't concern me at all. Oh, I no. tell you what, there was one thing we didn't go over with the scorpions, which was um, a good way of telling which scorpions are spicy and which ones aren't. Hmm. Which is generally the size of the claws. If they've got oh, big really? claws, it usually means that they have a weaker sting. Oh, that's fascinating. So I see so the, 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 the bigger the claws. The less the sting, the sting, the smaller the claws, stay away from it. It's, it's gonna, it's gonna hurt you. You know, it's gonna, it's gonna cause some pain. Oh, that's fascinating. Okay, and now that I'm thinking about it, that actually checks out. Yeah, <laughs> that that, that cool. checks out. Like, yeah, the Arizona it, bark it, scorpion has those real, real really. thin it's ones. Like, yeah, I, evolution has said like I'm gonna bite things with my, uh, with my claws. So I need bigger claws. Don't yeah, so much, and, and the other ones are like, nah, I like stinging people, so I just stick to my small claws. That's <laughs> fascinating to do the damage. So, yeah, that's it, cool. I see it, just check out the, it's like that with tarantulas, too. Like, I swear, okay, I have a theory that tarantulas or spiders in general have like three superpowers. Okay, they get venom, so you can have like the super, super toxic venom or very highly potent venom urticating hairs and speed and so the funny thing about it is that it's a trade-off like the faster you are you're probably not going to have those urticating hairs like the salmopus arminia or any old world species they don't have urticating hairs but they are all very fast um <laughs> and then it, it, it's you know it's a little game of threes like uh yeah i don't know it's just a theory let's my weird ramblings it's probably a good theory i also think like the bigger the spider is usually uh -huh. the, the more docile it is from what i've seen yes. you know you get yes. monsters like you know, they're not as they're not as terrifying the bigger they are the the, the tiny ones seem to pack they're like your little black widows and your you know yeah. and stuff and your red backs seem to you know that they're, they're, they're the terrifying ones the ones they are that, the <laughs> they are the scary ones. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. They don't do anything really. There's something something to be said about that. I think you're you're pretty pretty right on. Although I will say my uh Brazilian giant white knee or my uh Acanthoscuria geniculata is not one that I would really consider docile because she is, she, well, she's a good eight and a half or so inches in diagonal leg span, so she's a big girl, um, and but she's she's fast and wicked. Like, if anything is in her enclosure, any little thing touches a part of her enclosure, she's on it so fast. Um, so I, I, I wouldn't call her docile, but I also wouldn't really call her, like, super defensive. She's not, 
You know what I mean? Like she doesn't kick hairs a whole lot. She rarely throws threat postures. She's just skittish. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm not as uh, I'm not as concerned about like the salmon pink. Yeah, like, sure. Like the OBT. Yeah, the salmon the salmon pink's yeah. like uh, it's a big gopy slow thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> they do anything. It's more interesting chucking airs at you than anything else. It doesn't want to bite you. Yeah, so essentially. To me, it just looks like it, it wants to have a go at you all the time. <laughs> I, I'm you, telling you, they oh, will stay. Look at my fangs. Yeah. You're getting and it. That. Ah, no, I, I find it really uncomfortable, the OBT. But, uh, I, I love OBTs because of that. I love their uh, attitudes. Like, they, they are just so... They have such a spicy attitude, but I, I kid you not, they will stay in that threat pose for hours, hours. Like they're, I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I, I have heard of people getting bit by OBTs, but I'm also thinking like once an OBT is in a threat pose, you kind of know, like that is definitely your natural reaction to stay away from them. Um, <laughs> Cause it is very intimidating. So yeah exactly so yeah. it's kind of surprising to me when people get bit by obts because i'm like did you just keep provoking after the threat pose like what are you doing <laughs> you know same with everything i mean same with scorpions as well if you keep provoking, oh, yeah. like yeah if, they're if gonna them, if you squash them you put pressure on them you yep. know they're gonna they're gonna you. eventually defend themselves like you know I, I think I, I got bitten by the, the like, tiny jumping spider yesterday. I thought jumping mm -hmm. spider. I yeah, think, you were telling me. <laughs> I think I put my hand in to like, jump on it. I think I I squashed its leg a bit with my finger. Oh, no. I think that's what I did. No, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's natural reaction because it thought I was a threat. It was just to give me a quick nip. Well, that makes sense then. Rather than just jump on my hand, it thought, what are you doing? And he gave me a quick nip to warm me off, and it worked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I, <laughs> I'm glad that the spider was okay. Oh, and I'm glad fine. you were okay too. <laughs> yeah, spider's fine. It, it's just a bit of shock. As an arachnophobe, it's it's took yeah quite a while to get to the point where I can allow a jumping spider to touch me. I know that sounds mental. No, it's not at all. It's like. Oh, I didn't want to touch you in the first place, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of course. I need months and months and months trying to get used to this. And now you're <laughs> it was it was so frustrating. But you know Yeah. Yeah. Back on it now. Back on it. It's okay. But <laughs> I, I, this guy I'm I'm I really when I look at this, I, I want to pick him up. I it's just got one of them attitudes where I just feel like I want to pick this scorpion up. He definitely does seem pretty laid back, which is yeah, which is I, really cool. But I don't know. I would say no. <laughs> I'm not. I'm... It, it's just I want to, and every time I look at him, I, I, every time I, I open it up, he doesn't live in here, by the way. That simply, yeah, yeah. He, he lives in a much nicer place than this. Oh yeah. Um, th this was simply white sand, so you could see. It's him. it's temporary. Yeah. 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 That's cool though. I like it. I'm glad you set that up. I took him a little hole and give him a hide, and he's gone right in it. Says I didn't want to stress him out too much. I thought, <laughs> these lights are not helping him, so I, you know, it's about time. Again. Yeah, I did yeah. put the right. But yeah, I really want to. I really, really want to pick him up. But I don't know. This <laughs> that says don't. I, don't do it. Yeah, don't, don't do, do it. it. Well, it's, it's, you, you know, it's more dangerous for him, for than than for you, because they are still invertebrates. So. Yeah, um, that exoskeleton is only so point. hard. It's a good point because your first reaction, if you put him on your palm of your hand and, the, and if he stung you, the, your first re reaction is to pull mm -hmm. your hand away or jump or throw your hand in the air or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, and of course, the scorpion's going to go flying at the same time. Yep. Uh, so, um, yeah, it, it's, you're, you're not going to do the scorpion any, any favors if it stings you. Exactly. Um, yeah. You're better off. I, I want to, but I'm not going to. <laughs> I really, really. If it was an emperor scorpion, I, I would have had it out already. Sure. Because I know they're absolutely fine. They're they, so chill. Yeah. They're so docile. I love them. They're gentle I, giants. 
Mine used to sit on my desk with my computer while I was playing games. Very cool. It would just sit there. I don't bother me at all. And I talked to it. And that was, you know, I was only young. I was about yeah. 20. But, you know, it was it was uh, not something I'd do now. But, no. you know, yeah. back in the day, uh, it, it, it was fine. But I, they, they kept that love of scorpions going because of how, how it was, because it was docile. I think if they got a dangerous one where you, you just had a tank oh. and you couldn't go near it, I, I <laughs> care for them so much. But sure. when you've had a pet that's been a proper pet, and you can hold it. It's like, yeah, yeah I'm, 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 I'm closer to scorpions now. Yeah, absolutely. That's this, awesome. This one, this one was a present I from uh, somebody who went to a show. Oh. Uh, very, very, very surprised when he turned up with it. Um, How cool, though! How sweet. Yeah, it was a really nice thought. Um, yeah. And I, I, I was I was very chuffed because I didn't have any scorpions. I wanted some, but I didn't have sure. any. Sure. And uh yeah, I turned up with this after going to a show and I was quite really pleased about that. So very cool. I, I hope he I hope he gets to watch this. I hope Sharon gets to watch this as well because they can see that it's still alive. <laughs> and, Heck yeah, that's amazing. But, very cool. All right. Well, uh we've gotten to the part of the podcast that is our shameless plug. <laughs> so we're just about done. Uh, Simon, what do you got going on this week? Anything new? I've just had loads of things, hatching and laying eggs. and uh, Awesome. Um, gearing up for, for Christmas time, really, in the show in February at uh, Ants on a Rock show. That's yes. what's going on. And, uh, yeah, I've got to have excess ghost mantis. So if anyone wants ghost mantis, hit me up. You know where to find cool. me. Okay. Garden. And that's me done, I suppose. All righty. That's perfect. Definitely hit up the Mantis Garden uh, and Simon for those ghost mantis if you're in the UK. I Let's see, my shameless plug. I actually went to a reptile expo a little bit ago, and I made a video about it. So I will be releasing that video tomorrow on Tarantulia. Um, but the really cool, exciting news for Inverticast next week, we're going to have a special guest. Um, her name is Mel, and she is from Fatty Pancake. Um, if you are not familiar with Fatty Pancake, she designs art and really cool pictures of like reptiles and invertebrates, and she puts them on mugs, notebooks, stickers. Uh, pretty sure she's got all kinds of really cool art prints and stuff. So check her out. We're going to be talking about that and talking to her next week. Um, so stay tuned. Otherwise, like and subscribe to Inverticast. And we appreciate you watching. And we'll see you next week. Yeah, get it shared. Heck yeah, I will. I will. I'll, I'll make the link a little earlier. I think that's what happened this week. So. <laughs> Not you. Not you. <laughs> Not me. No. <laughs> no, I'm not bad at promoting things at all no it's just yeah everyone else to promote it that's it that's easier <laughs> get everyone else to do it yeah because we're, we're very very slow and quiet really we, we don't tell anybody about this we, we don't we don't tell we're, we're, we're trying we're, to keep it secret you know yeah we are kind of keep it secret it's just our chat isn't it it's just our chat <laughs> turn up and come around for coffee that's our thing but yeah we, tell, we're gonna do something friends. more about it um and yeah, I I hope people will help us and talk about it. And anybody who's listening to this, please tell other people that this is a thing, and we do it every Saturday. And do it every we, Saturday. Yeah. Yes. And it will always be a different uh, subject. Always, yeah, different and topics about the bugs only, with the odd tangent, probably from me. Uh, <laughs> and me, <laughs> I, I get there. I get there. Yeah, and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so it would be nice if, if other people could uh, do some sharing and, and promoting for us. That'd be awesome. That'd uh, be fantastic. That. Yeah. So thank you all for listening or watching or whatever you're doing. All right. I'll see you next week. You too, Simon. Thank you. <laughs>